Well, uh, I'm going to be preaching this morning. So, uh, you know, I, I, I've got about an hour and a half worth of notes. So, uh, I'm just kidding. I was just kidding. But I'm a, I'm a visual preacher, and so I, I have uh, Gary here helping me with this ladder. I'm a, a visual preacher, and I have Gary helping me with this ladder here. I, like, I learn by visuals. So bear with me on my, my ladder and, and uh, the things that will be going on this morning. But it's always an honor to be able to stand behind here and to preach and to uh, be able to share what God's laid upon my heart for, for the church. And, and uh, so that's where I want to, I just want to praise God and I just want to thank God for that. Father, I thank you for the opportunity. And God, I pray that you would just go before this congregation right now, that you would open our ears, open our hearts to hear your word, God. I pray an anointing upon the word, Father God, that it may go forth and do what it is that you need it to do, Lord. We thank you for this day. In your name, amen. Well, we have been talking about restoration. We've been talking about turnaround. We've been talking about overflow. The last, uh, last couple of weeks, we've been specifically talking about restoration. And pastors have been talking about restored relationships, restored anointing, a king-size restoration. And you know, that is powerful vision. Restoration, turnaround, and overflow. That is powerful vision that I believe that God has given to our pastor for this church for right now. And we are already seeing evidence of that. I don't know how many times we, we've gone to the fishbowl and we've seen, okay, that one needs pulled out. That one needs pulled out because God is already in that business. He's already doing those things. Amen? But I believe that some may not have received their full restoration yet because um, we need to step into our full restoration. We need to step up. And what I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is that God doesn't want us just to sit and expect that restoration to fall into our laps. He's wanting us to step up a little bit. He's wanting us to take some ownership in our restoration. So this morning, I'm going to talk about stepping up. I'm going to talk about stepping into your full potential, stepping into your restoration, and watch what God will do. Watch what God will do. And I know stepping up, it can be scary. Stepping into something new can be scary. I can remember the night before we got married, I was scared to death because I was about to take step into something that I didn't know anything about, you know, and all these things were running through my mind. Will I be a good husband? Will I be a good father one day? You know, I don't know how to live with a girl. What am I doing? Do I leave the toilet seat up or do I leave it down? I don't know. You know, these things are running through my mind because it was something new to me, but it was new, but it was exciting, and it was the best thing, and it still is the best thing, stepping into that. But stepping in to what God has sometimes can be scary. Sometimes it can be uncomfortable. But what I want to tell you is when you step up to your potential, you step up to your restoration, God's going to meet you there. He's going to meet you there. He's going to support you. He's going to encourage you. He's going to be with you. Even though we might want to retreat, even though we might want to stay where it's comfortable, we need to step up and watch what God will do. He'll be there. He'll never leave us Never forsake us. Amen? Amen. And we need to develop a willingness. It's good to talk about stepping up. It's good to talk about prayer. It's good to talk about reading the Bible. It's good to talk about those things. But we need to develop a willingness to do it. We need to develop that willingness. And that's why I've got this ladder here to help me. 
I want you to picture with me, imagine with me, that your full restoration, your full potential is at the top of this ladder. And the only way that you can get it is you need to begin to take some steps to climb up, to reach your full potential, to reach your full restoration. I want to go over some steps with you this morning. Our, Our first step is we need to remember that we are on God's team. You're on God's team. If you have asked Jesus into your heart, you are on God's team. He has wiped all the junk out of our lives. He's wiped it clean. The sin is gone if we've accepted him. But sometimes we forget that we're on God's team, and we try to reach our full potential ourselves. We try to reach our full restoration ourselves. We must never forget that we are on God's team and that without God, we are never going to get our full restoration. Without God, we're never going to get our full, we're never going to reach our full potential. And I love it when people join God's team. Don't you love it? When people come down here and they receive Christ for the very first time or they're rededicating their hearts, that's so awesome because they're joining the best team ever. They're joining God's team. In Mark chapter 1, verse 16, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to be kind of jumping around today. But Mark chapter 1, verse 16, it says, As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. Verse 18. At once they left their nets and they followed him. What we see right there in those couple of verses is we see two men that are joining God's team. We see two men that are putting down, they're leaving their old way, they're leaving their old lifestyle, and they are joining God's team. And that is so awesome because their lives forever would be changed when they join God's team. How many lives have been changed forever the minute that you join God's team? All of our hands should be up because our lives should be changed because we were on a road to hell. But we join God's team. We're on the road to heaven now. We're on the road to heaven. But on God's team, there's something that I want to highlight. There's something that we have an extra responsibility to fulfill. And that's found in verse 18. And it says, at once they left their nets and they followed him. This is Simon and Andrew's at once experience. We need to develop a, a mentality that we're going to have an at-once experience with God. When God speaks to us, we're going to drop what we're doing, and we're going to be obedient at once. At once. We, we, uh, we take time to think about it. We take time to process, is this really that? But God is looking for people to live their lives in an at-once mentality. Okay, God, I will do that. Okay, God, I will do that. When we begin to live our lives in an at-once mentality, I believe that we are on the road, the full restoration. We are going to receive our full potential if we can live at once. And what that means is, okay, God, I'm going to drop everything and I'm going to follow you. I'm going to drop everything and I'm going to be obedient to what you are speaking to me. You're in Ralph's and you're bumping shoulders with somebody who's, who's getting a gallon of milk. And God speaks to you and says, pray for that person that they might be healed. Listen, that's your at once opportunity. That's your at once. We can't afford to to skip those. We can't afford to miss those. We need to be obedient to those at once. Live our lives at once. When Simon and Andrew did this, it changed their life forever. They left their old lifestyle. They left their rituals. They left their sin. They joined God's team, the best team to be on. That's the only way that you're going to reach your full potential. That's the only way that full restoration is going to take place. 
But I want to throw a warning out to you. When you are on God's team, when you're joining God's team, and you're living your life at once, the enemy does not like that. The enemy will attack you. The enemy will try to distract you. Because here's the deal. Satan knows that you are full of potential. Satan knows that that the restoration is on its way. Satan knows that you have so much potential for the kingdom of God. And so he does not want you to step up to that. He does not want you to even be on the first step to remember that you're on God's team. And so he'll throw distractions your way. He's going to tell you that you are not worthy to be on God's team. Can I tell you this morning that there's not a single person in this room that is worthy to be on God's team? Not a single person. But God's mercy and grace is sufficient. His mercy and grace is sufficient, and that is why we get to be on His team. But Satan will throw that out you. He will throw, God doesn't want a sinner on His team. He will tell you, God does not want a sinner. Can I tell you that God's team is made up of sinners that have been redeemed? Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. God wants you on His team. God wants you to live at once. God wants to be your coach. As your coach, He's going to encourage you. As, your, as, his, as the coach, he's going to build you up. He's going to pick you up when you fall. He's going to give you some, some secret plays that nobody knows about as your coach. And I'll tell you, it's so cool, it's so awesome to be on a team. It's so awesome to be on a team, especially God's team. I can remember, I shared this this morning in 815. When I was in seventh grade, I joined the basketball team. And I was about this tall, like, Hundreds of pounds, I don't know, I couldn't play basketball. But I wanted to join God's team, or I wanted God's team, yes, God was there. I wanted to join the basketball team. And so I went out, and I went to every practice, I went to every game, and I can remember the whole season I played for about three and a half minutes. Because they only put Dave in when we were way ahead or we were way behind, because I was no good. But one of the last home games, I believe it was the last home game, we were way behind. And so they said, well, let's put Dave in. Maybe he can do something. I don't know. Let's put him in. So, of course, you know, when I get in, I get the ball, and I'm going to shoot it. doesn't matter where I'm at because I don't get to touch the basketball at all. So I'm going to get it. I'm going to shoot it. So I grab the ball, and I'm at the hash mark, not even the three-pointer mark. I'm at the hash mark, and I chuck it, and I get fouled. Thank you, Jesus, for the foul. But I got three shots because I was buying behind the three-point line. And so I got the ball, and I dribble, and I pray over, oh, Lord, let it go in, and I throw it up. Nothing but air. I didn't hit nothing. Nothing. So I thought, okay, well, good thing I got two more shots. I can, I can fix this. So I dribble again. This time I'm praying in tongues, anointing the ball, all kinds of stuff. And, and so I, I throw it again. And this time I threw it too hard and went over the backboard. I was so messed up. And so I said, oh, praise God, I got one more shot. I dribble the ball. I'm speaking. I have intercessors over there now and anointing. And, and, and I'm, I'm dribbling. I, oh, God, let it go in. So I shoot it, and it goes in. And you would have thought that I won the game because the, the home folk in the audience, they stood up, and they were cheering. My bench was standing up. They were cheering. The cheerleaders were doing their thing. And they were all excited because I made one point. I'm, the basket went, or the ball went in the basket. And I remember I went to the locker room, and I changed, and I came back out, and those cheerleaders were waiting on me. They were kissing me and loving on me because I made that one point. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
I never, I was so excited to be on that basketball team right then and there. But I want to tell you, there's a better team than the seventh grade basketball team. There's God's team. There's God's team. And you're never going to be alone on God's team. You have people there to, to, with, with you to build you up, to pick you up, to encourage you. You've got a great coach, and you are stepping into your full potential. You're stepping in to your restoration. But I want to tell you, on God's team, we cannot sit on the sidelines. God's team, God is looking for active players. He's looking for people who will get off the bench, even though they can't play basketball, but is willing to shoot, willing to try. He's looking for active people. See, in our relationship with God, we've got to be progressing. I told the students a couple of weeks ago that you should, in your relationship with God, you shouldn't just stay at the knowing of God. I know of God. You need to move to the acquaintance level. And from the acquaintance level, you need to move to the personal friendship level. See, here's the thing. Too many times we get stuck at the acquaintance level. And that's where we see God here on Sundays or we see God here on Wednesdays. And, you know, yeah, this and that. But God is saying, get personal. In your relationship with me, get personal. Be, be friendly. Do you know what, what breaks God's heart? Do you want to know what he likes? Do you know what he dislikes? On God's team, you've got to get personal. You've got to be progressive in the steps that you're going to take. You've got to do that. The second step, so we're on God's team. Hallelujah for this ladder. The second step is we've got to stay out of Satan's webs. We've got to stay out of Satan's webs. If we're going to reach our full potential, if we're going to reach our full restoration, we have got to learn to stay out of Satan's webs. And I relate Satan's webs to like a spider web. Let me give you some, some interesting facts about the spider web. A spider web can be constructed and complete in less than 30 minutes. It's usually constructed at night. It's usually constructed around flowers or moist areas where the prey will be. And here's what spiders will do. Some will stay in the middle and they'll feel that vibration. And then they'll, they'll go out and they'll jump on that, whatever the prey is. Some spiders will, will crawl out to the side and they'll leave just a, a piece of the web on their foot, and they'll hide underneath a leaf and wait for a vibration, and then they'll come and they'll jump on the prey. Now let me relate what Satan will do. Do you know that Satan can put a roadblock, can put a snare, can put a, a trip, can put a web in front of you in less than 30 minutes? Satan can do that. He can do that. He constructs the web at night or normally when we are unaware of what he is doing. And just like the spider, Satan constructs us, and he'll get us at the wrong time, at the wrong time. I don't know how many times growing up on a Sunday morning getting ready for church, the, I, I, we're struck, my family. My family is hit. The curling iron's broke. The toilet won't flush. I didn't get any breakfast. The next thing I know, Dad's throwing a Pop-Tart at my head. Mom's doing the makeup in her car, and we're headed to church. Satan attacked right then and there. He doesn't look for... In, he doesn't look for the opportunities which are convenient for you. He looks at the opportunities which are inconvenient for you. And then he goes on and he prays. He waits for any slight vibration. And then he comes and he jumps on us. And see, sometimes we look at situations and we can say, okay, you know what, that's something of the enemy. The devil is in that. Satan is in that. Other times we look at situations and we're just not sure. So we always have to be on our guard. We always have to be on our guard. And see, so we, we should be on our guard all the time because we know what Satan's plan is. His plan is to kill, 
to steal, and to destroy. Right? So we need to be on guard the whole time, all the time. Spiders are excellent web builders, and that's how they get their prey. Satan is an excellent web builder, and that's how he gets his prey. And his prey is going with him to the pit of hell. We cannot afford to be in Satan's web. We cannot afford. And I feel like sometimes that our restoration, our full potential is, is caught up, and we're getting caught in Satan's webs, and so we're never stepping into that. We're never stepping up to reach that because we're caught. See, Satan is so smart. I'm not going to give him props or credit, but he is smart. He knows what buttons to push. He knows what buttons to push. He knows how to spin that web in front of you. And here's what Satan will do. I've got my, my, my collar and my dog leash here. Somebody told me I should have not have used pink, but I should have used spikes. That would have been cool. Here's what Satan will do. You know, Satan's going to let you worship. He's going to let you come into the house of God. He's going to let you clap your hands. He's going to let you do those things. But the minute that you begin to break free, the minute that you begin to really step into your worship and you really just throw off any, any uh, walls down and you just really step in and you're really going after God and you're really, you're really going after God, he's going to pull on that leash and pull you back because he does not want you to enter into, into worship. He'll let you clap. He'll let you lift your hands and this and that. But the minute that you step into something new, he's pulling that back. He does not want you to go further. Do you know Satan's going to let you pray? He's going to let you pray over your meals. He's going to let you pray good night prayer. But the minute that you begin to intercede for your lost loved ones, the minute that you begin to hit the altar and pray for your breakthrough, pray for your restoration, you know what the enemy is doing? He's pulling on that leash. And that's when we get distracted, and that's when our mind goes elsewhere. We've got to break free from the leash. We've got to break free from the collar and not allow Satan to pull us. You know, Satan will let you get into ministry, but that ministry better not go anywhere. Because if it does, he's going to pull it back. We're not reaching our restoration. We're not reaching our full potential because some are caught on, on the leash and Satan's just pulling around just like a puppy dog. Some are caught in the web. We've got to, we've got to be so on our guard. We've got to break free from any leash. We've got to break free from any web. We've got to take it to another level. We've got to take it to another level, to another step. We've got being on God's team. We've got to stay now to Satan's web. The third step is a step of prayer. You will never reach your restoration. You will never reach your full potential if you don't pray. If you do not learn how to take your prayer life to a different level, your, your restoration will not go. Your potential will not go to another level. Bless this ladder, Lord. One of the, the, the best men of God, in my opinion, that showed about prayer is Daniel. Daniel was a man of prayer. Daniel was reaching his full potential because he knew how to pray. And even the king looked at his life and said, wow, that, that guy, there's something there. Daniel chapter 6, verse 3. Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators by his exceptional qualities, the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. His exceptional qualities, you know what that was? That was his prayer life. That was him stepping into his potential. And he did that by having consistent prayer time with God. Daniel 6, 
10, three times a day, he got down on his knees and he prayed, giving thanks to God just as he did before. He knew in order to step up that he had to get down. I'm going to tell you today, church, in order to step up to your potential and step up to your restoration, we've got to learn to get down. We've got to learn to be people of prayer. We've got to take our prayer to a different level. Remember, Satan's going to let you pray. But we've got to break free from the leash. When is the last time that you interceded for lost ones? When's the last time that you hit the altars and you said, Oh God, I need this breakthrough and I'm not going to stop until I get it. When's the last time that, that you, you really interceded? Our prayer has got to go to a different level. See, it's got to be more than just you and me putting something in the fishbowl and believing that God's going to restore. God, we put it in there, so it's your job to restore. It's your job to do that. Yes, He will do that, but He's expecting us to step up. He's expecting us to not just put it in there, but we need to be praying over that. We need to be people of prayer. We need to be people that are living our lives at once. We need to be a people that will stay out of Satan's web. We need to pray. We need to listen. We need to be consistent in our prayer life. And we cannot allow things to get in our way. Daniel did not allow things to get in, our, in his way. It was against the law for him to pray. He did not allow that. He kept praying. He didn't say, oh, I don't have time. He didn't allow that. He made time. He didn't say, God, I don't have the right words. I don't say these big prayers. He didn't give excuses. He stayed focused on praying because he knew to step up. I've got to get down. I've got to pray. We need to stop allowing things in our lives, in our prayer lives. Because what those things do is they rob us of our restoration. They rob us of our potential. And I don't know about you, but I want all the potential. I want to use all the potential I have, not to pat me on the back, but to give glory to God. All the potential I have, God, I want to use it for your kingdom. I want to use it for your kingdom's sake, not for me. Daniel was known as a prayer warrior. What are you known as? With the people that you work with, what are you known as? The people you live with, what are you known as? The people you fellowship with, what are you known as? That's hard. Evaluate myself. What am I known as? A chubby little basketball player? A person of prayer? What am I known as? In, in youth group, me and my, bro- my brother is just uh, not, uh, about 15 months older than I am. And we were in youth ministry together. And uh, I was trying to be like the social butterfly of the youth ministry. And I would go hang out with different pockets, and I would try to meet some of the ladies, and, you know, just for ministry purposes, read Bible together and things. Um, But my brother, what he would do is he didn't really have friends in the youth ministry. My brother, all he did is he would just walk around the entire church, and he would just be praying. He'd be praying. He didn't hang out with anybody. He just walked around, and he prayed. So we actually, as as teenagers, we made fun of him. Like, who are you talking to? you talking to George Washington? Who who are you talking? He'd just be up and down praying, walking and praying. He'd be praying in tongues. He, just, he, was, a, he was prayer. He was a, a, a teen of prayer. And I just I looked at him and I'm like, man, you, you crazy. Look at all these nice people to hang out with. You crazy. But he prayed. He prayed. At the time, I thought he was nuts. But now I look back and I'm like, wow. The dude didn't hang out with anybody. 
He just walked and he prayed and he hung out with God. He was known in our youth ministry as a person of prayer. Crazy, but he was a person of prayer. What are you known as? What am I known as? That's, that's tough. That's tough. We need to be people of prayer. On this road of restoration, on this road of our reaching our full potential, we've got to be on God's team. Remember that we're on God's team, that we cannot do it without Him. We cannot do it without Him, church. We need to stay off of the leash. We need to stay out of the webs. We need to, what was the last one I just said? Oh, y'all forgot already? We need to be people of prayer. And the last step that I want to talk to you this morning is that we need to crave. We need to crave, oh, bless this latter Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Is it secure? Oh, crave. We need to crave God. When's the last time you craved God? When's the last time you yearned for God? You were so desperate for God. When is the last time? You want to reach your full potential? You want to reach your full restoration? Crave God. Crave Him. I can remember years ago, oh, blessed Lord Jesus, hallelujah. I'm going to fall and break my neck. Several years ago, Sonny had this, this craving for BLTs from Subway. I don't know why. She wasn't pregnant. She just had these cravings for BLTs. And so we had to get these BLTs all the time because it was her mindset, I've got to have a BLT. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, I don't know. All the time, got to have the BLTs. She loved them. She craved them. And we all crave different things. Some crave chocolate. Any chocolate cravers? Oh, oh, wow, hallelujah. Vacations, we crave vacations. We crave time with our friends. We cra- we're, we're people that crave things. I want to challenge you to crave God. I want to challenge you to crave His Word. Crave your potential. Crave your restoration. Be a person that craves God. To crave means to want greatly, to yearn for, to have a strong and inward desire for. Do you crave God? Do you yearn for Him? Do you want Him now more than ever? Think about that. Do you want God now more than ever? Crave Him. I want to share with you a man who was craving God. Mark 1, 40. A man with leprosy came to him and begged, was begging him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cured. This man with leprosy was craving his healing. He was desperate. So he, went, he runs up to Jesus. He gets down he says, I'm desperate for you to intervene. I'm desperate for you to touch me. I'm desperate for you. We need to adapt that mentality. We need to be desperate, so desperate, that we're willing to get down and say, okay, God, I'm here again. I need you again. I need you, God. I yearn for you, God. I I desperately need you. I have a strong desire for you. Crave your restoration. Crave it. Crave your potential.
If you notice Jesus' response, he said, I am willing. Jesus was willing to meet the man's desire, willing to meet that craving. And I, he is, is, Pimo has already said, he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So if he was willing then, he's going to be willing today. He's going to be willing today. We just have to be desperate. We just have to crave God. We're going to crave to reach our full potential, crave to reach our full restoration. See, that man didn't have to go and seek Jesus for his healing. He could have left, he could have finished his life the same way. You don't have to step up to your full potential. You don't have to step into your full restoration, but you'll be missing it. You'll be missing it. And it's up there, and God is just saying, just take a couple steps. You be faithful to the steps, and I'll be faithful to you, is what God is speaking. Is what God is speaking. Listen, it is time. On the road to restoration, restoration, it is time for us to step into that, to step up. We cannot just sit and say, okay, God, I put it in the fishbowl. That was my job. Now it's your turn. We still gotta we still gotta step up, church. We still got some work to do. We still got some work to do. And I just want to challenge you this morning. What step are you on? What step are you on? Are you on God's team? Are you living your life at once? Are you caught in a web? Are you caught in a, on the leash? Are you a person of prayer? Are you craving God? Did you crave God in the past, but you've lost that craving? Develop it today. Today is the day. We have to turn our back on what the world is telling us because the world is saying that it is owed to you. The world says it is owed to you. You just you sit back and, and it will just be put in your lap. That's not what God is saying. God is saying there's some, there's some responsibility on our part to step up. Pimo, if you could help me this morning. I want to read Romans chapter 12. It says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The world says it's owed to you. The world says just put it in the fishbowl and let it go and it will come to pass. God is saying, don't think like the world. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Transfer your thoughts from being transformed from the world's thinking to my thinking. God is saying, church, it's here at the top of this. Just step up and you can reach your full restoration. You can reach your full potential. Just requires you to step. Just requires you to step. I want you to bow your heads with me this morning. Close your eyes. Begin to think, begin to ponder these, these thoughts. Father, I pray right now that you would uh, just be released into our hearts, be released into our lives. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just lead and guide the next few moments of this service, God, as we commit it to you. Lord, speak to hearts right now. As I said earlier, with your head bowed, eyes closed, you're thinking about these things. I said earlier, what step would you be on? Maybe you say, Pastor Dave, I've, I've never been on even the first step. I've never joined God's team. 
Or maybe I, I was on God's team at one time and I've fallen away, but I want to be on God's team right now. I want to step into my full potential. I want to step into my full restoration. If that's you and you say, Pastor Dave, I want to join God's team for the first time, or I want to join God's team again because I've fallen away, I want to pray for you. If that's you, would you just lift your hand and just let me see, and I just want to pray for you. If there's anybody that wants to say, okay, I want to join God's team one more time. I want to ask God into my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to ask you to take a bold step. I'm going to ask you to step forward down here. To meet me right down here. And some people are going to come and we're going to pray with you. And we're going to help you be on God's team. Join God's team one more time. So that you can step into your full potential. So that you can step into your full restoration. So if you raise your hand, I want to invite you to quickly come. Meet me right down here. We're going to have some people help me. And we're going to pray together. praying together. So exciting. Have people joining God's team. So exciting joining people joining God's team. But I wonder where you are at today. What step are you on, church? What step are you on? If you all could just stand with me this morning. Because I feel like in my spirit that many people are on various steps. Some may be caught on a leash. Some may be caught in a web. Some may struggle with the craving. Some may struggle with prayer. And so I feel it appropriate. Why don't you just grab the hand of your neighbor? And I want you to begin to pray for them. Let them hear you pray. Pray for their steps. Pray that they will step up to their potential. Pray that they will step up to the restoration. Even now, why don't you let, let them hear you pray for them, church? God, I pray right now. Lord, that you would help us to step up, oh God. Lord, whatever step that we are on, Father, to reach our full potential for you, Lord Jesus. God, I pray, Father, that we would remember that we are on your team. God, I pray that you would help us to live our lives at once with the at-once mentality. Father, I pray for those who are stuck in a web. I pray for those who are stuck on a leash, oh God. I pray, Father, that they would, the leash would be broken today. I pray that the web would be gone today, oh God. Lord, I pray for restoration, oh God. I pray for full potential being taking place today, oh God. Lord, I pray for the third step, God, that we would be a people of prayer. God, I pray that you would help us to pray like we've never prayed before. God, take our prayer to a different level today, to a different level, Lord Jesus. God, I pray for a holy craving today. God, I pray that we would crave you, Jesus. That we would crave our potential in you. That we would crave restoration. That we would crave our prayer time. That we would crave time in the Bible. God, I pray that you would put a holy craving upon us today, God. Lord, as we step into something new this year, we step into the restoration. We step into the turnaround. We step into the overflow. God, I'm believing and trusting for La Palma Christian Center to step in, oh God, for full restoration, full potential, oh God. 
Lord Jesus, I pray that you would have your way, that you would lead and guide every one of us. Challenge us, oh God. Challenge us, God, to step up. Challenge us, God, to step up. Jesus, Jesus, we need you. Church, one last thing that I want to challenge you with is you see, this ladder shouldn't stay here. You can step up at your work. You could step up in your family. You could step up anywhere that you are at. We can't afford to keep our ladders here. We can't afford to only step up here at church. We need to step up in every area. Let's step up, church, and let's step into what God has. Father, I pray a blessing upon this church. God, as we go our ways today, I pray that you would bless them. Bless each and every one of us, oh God, and bring us back tonight. God, stepping up into our potential, stepping up into you. Jesus, we love you. We thank you in your name. Amen. Invite you back tonight at 530 for prayer and 630 for service. God bless.